0: Difficult conversations made easy. No, everyone doesn't hate Chris, but everyone hates engaging in difficult conversations of life. Relationships, work, family, and social groups can bring the worst out of our mouths. Let us help you think before you speak. Difficult Matters, hosted by the G4, tackles difficult conversations with brutal honesty, amazing grace, critical perspective, and delightful humor. Global events happen in local spaces, epiphanies occur to individuals, newfound words of warm and shout out spring forth. time to join the conversation here are your hosts the g4
1: hello welcome to difficult matters (laughs) i like lost
2: it it is difficult matters
1: we are g4 and this morning we have some real good conversation for you folks i'm nina
0: i'm jay I'm Darrell. And
2: I am Kay. (laughs) Yay! Nina, great opening. Thank you very much for that introduction. I didn't need all that.
1: I just wanted to make sure I didn't have to do it again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, so what are we talking about today? So
1: guys, today on our conversational menu, we are talking about friends.
2: Friends. How many of
1: us have them? I don't. Oh, man. Oh, that's Friends, depressing. once
2: ones we can depend on. <laughs> we sound like Sesame Street. <laughs> that's oh, a real no. song. <laughs> oh, is it? You? Oh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of it. Is it real? Mm-hmm. So- Absolutely. You- I can't just make that up.
1: We'll say it again. Friends, how many of us have them? You never, you really never heard that? Mm-mm. Friends. Once we can depend on... What is that? It was from a movie. Wasn't it from a movie with TLC or something?
3: Oh, no, it sounds slightly familiar, but I can't remember. Oh, my God. I'll have to play it for you
1: guys So, <laughs>
2: what is the theme song to friends on TV?
1: I'll be there for you, because you're there for... I have that whole song. You oh, don't yeah. want to
2: get me started?
3: <laughs> you made me think of the
2: intro.
1: I know the whole song. Word for word. It's on my iPod.
2: Oh, man. what about the What was the theme song for Girlfriends? You're my girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: a horrible singer, but I know lyrics like
2: bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, bam. (laughs) I'm not going to go there okay that's, Ross went up in there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's That's what friends are for <laughs> okay so we're really really silly at this opening oh my Ralph Waldo Emerson said the only way to have a friend is to be one friends what is the definition of friends to you what what makes a good friend
3: mm, well wow. <laughs> diving into it quickly um
2: I don't even know. Well, for some people, well, for most people, their definition of friendship is very different. Everybody has their own definition of what a good friend. Mm -hmm. And, of course, when we're here with G4, like we always say, we talk about the difficult things. So friendship and friends can be very difficult. And they're difficult because we all have our own definition of what a friend is. Yeah,
3: and asked to actually define a friend, like what it is to you. It's kind of like... Someone uh,
1: who's loyal, who's honest, who's funny, who's fun. I feel like I'm putting out a dating ad right now. Yeah. (laughs) That sounded a little demanding there. Looking for someone who loves
2: dogs.
3: (laughs) I think... I'm trying to th- compare it to the friendships that I already have and uh, what my experience has been so far in life. And I think one of the biggest things a friend for me is really somebody who I can really sit down and talk to about the deep stuff uh, of life. Anything that's really troubling me or that's troubling him or her. Well, I guess in many ways, it's kind of like what we're doing now to be able to engage into those conversations because i think about some of the friends that i have and the differences between those friendships and how you've got some levels which we could probably dive into in more depth later but how you have some that are like more superficial friendships and then you have others that are a lot deeper they all serve different purposes and i guess it would depend too on if you're more outgoing or keep to yourself because that tends to define how many friends you have the less friends you have i think that deeper the connection tends to be where if you have more it's more of evenly spread out
2: well they say that in life if you find one good friend then you've really found a diamond. you've found a diamond yeah. and that most of us don't have more than really one or two good good friends that last a lifetime yeah um, My friends are pretty much family So And that's what happens Family it's okay that family is friends <laughs> It's it's quite alright that family is friends Being a good friend isn't always easy But taking the time to nurture A lasting friendship is worth every ounce of it As years pass Some people will stay by your side But many won't Not even family <laughs> Oh that was I slapped myself Yikes But with each friendship, and when you have a really good friend, you'll realize that it is priceless. It's priceless. The best
1: friends that I have are the friends that I don't have to. I can sit in a room and do nothing or laugh my head off for an hour hmm they just know
2: so it's not just about having the deep conversations it's also about being able to have fun and to yeah. relax and to have mm-hmm. even a shallow come where well, you can be shallow
0: yourself and even
1: have conversations sometimes you just need quiet moments yeah
2: but you don't want them alone
1: and your friends understand that mm-hmm.
0: that is
3: actually a good point to say that because i was thinking about when life is often so serious having those times where you can just be absolutely stupid <laughs> with friends especially is and like, they
2: don't think of you as being stupid
3: <laughs> yeah and they're just acting just as stupid as you are it's it's actually it is really great to be able to do that there's times it's like yeah, i know i'm a, I'm a smart person but i'd I like to act dumb sometimes
1: yeah yeah i don't know my best friends are the goofy ones i know before um uh, before we got married somebody told me that as long as you can sit in a room and do nothing and still love each other, then you're good. <laughs> and I think that's the same thing in friendships, too. Well, It's definitely in marriage. But.
3: Yeah, because I was going to say that. I heard it somewhere in marriage. And they say early on, that there's that tendency when you have a silence. It like becomes an awkward silence sometimes. But the more a couple get to know each other... Wait, let me say that again. The more a couple gets <laughs> to th- know, <laughs> <laughs> get to know, <notes. laughs> <laughs> wrong way of saying it. <laughs> the more a couple gets to know each other, the more comfortable they become. To the point where they can have those silent moments and not be bothered by it. I mean, I think to some of the rides I've had with my mom and dad going down the road, and there will be absolute silence going down the road. Sometimes the two of them, they're just. Sitting there. They, they just don't feel the need to say anything.
1: Sometimes those are like your most content moments.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think for friends, too, that you can do that, provided you're not silent because you're both on your phones or, you know, computers or whatnot, as we nope. seem to be. I
2: mean, just literally just chilling. like
3: Just chilling.
2: So we're the G4. We are a group of four. We have two guys and two girls. Do guys and girls pick their friends differently?
3: I would assume so. Why?
2: Why? How is it that guys pick their friends?
1: How did you pick your friends? You've had the same friends for like 50 years.
0: Um, I don't <laughs> pick friends. I just have who I have. That it. So
1: your friends picked you, so to speak?
0: No, this has just been my guys since How forever. did you
1: decide to be best friends with Jim?
0: Just clicked.
3: Yeah, that's what I would say. It's in my experience, it's harder to remember for like the friends that I've had since I was a kid because I can't remember the back that far. But I think of some of the more recent ones. It's not about really picking anybody per se. It really is more just how you jive uh, uh, as a group or or however it is. But like because a lot of it for me is when I work, the coworkers that I get to know, and how well we get along together to the point then we start hanging out outside of work. But it's kind of just. Just through normal talking and interaction, just in a practical sense, because we work together, and then over time finding out, you know, discovering kind of how the personalities are. And over time, it's just click. It's not so much a conscious effort of picking a friend. It's just something that happens organically as as we get to know each other. At least that's the way I would say it.
2: Nina, what about girls?
1: I don't know. The only person outside of my hubby is my bestest, bestest friend, and I've known them since I was like three. But we were family. <laughs> so it wasn't like I picked her. We just, we were the same age out of everybody in our family. We were like the only people that lived where we lived. And yeah, we just, mm-mm. well, we didn't even
2: always get along. <laughs> I picked my friends. Really? <laughs> I do. I do. I consciously.
3: So you're the odd man out in the group.
1: Older, I feel like I try to do that. Just because, like, I know what I can handle in my life right now. But I don't know. I don't really.
2: I picked I picked all my friends. And my friend that I picked and consciously picked that is my friend to this day. And we've been friends since seventh grade. I consciously said, that's going to be my friend.
1: How? And... What made you say that? And how I did you know, know they were going to like you?
2: <laughs> I don't think that it mattered. <laughs> 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 isn't that crazy I don't, <laughs> I don't think that it mattered it did not matter i just said that was going to be my friend and every friend that i have picked it hasn't mattered whether they were going to like me back as my friend i picked them so they were going to be my friend <laughs> wow all the case friends out there <laughs> and the funny thing about that is that people who have picked me to be their friend they have done the same thing to me.
3: The same process.
2: The same huh. process. What's your process? E, what's your process? The process is that if I'm around a person, if I figure that there's someone that I really want to get to know, and that there's someone that I think that I like, I like what I see in them, then that's the person I want to be my friend. If I'm around a person, I see traits in them that I don't like, and I don't like, things about them that's not a person that i'm going to nurture a friendship with but
1: i think everybody does that but what is your process like okay so that's your thinking but what's your
2: process the process is then i reach out i st- i'll make phone calls or i'll say do you want to hang out Or uh, i and i will put myself out to get to know them have conversations engage uh make it a you know I'm, I'll, I'll reach out that way interesting yeah. So it isn't a matter of waiting to see if you click because I'm not a click type of person, hmm. meaning that my friendships, I have friendships. There's an adage that says a friend in need is a friend indeed. Right. So I don't have friendships that I need a friend around me every day. That would suffocate me. I have friendships that it's based on a mutual regard of necessity, I think. And necessity sometimes is sharing life, but it isn't. Every day, every day, I couldn't take that.
1: I can only put up with
2: Daryl every day. (laughs) I mean, well, you know, I live with Jose every day, but we definitely have our own different ways. We definitely... I I don't think
1: that's why I can... (laughs) Yeah. Because everybody else, and my bestie knows, after so many days, I think as we've gotten older, we've got better. But after so many days of being... In the same room,
2: we'd be like, brah. And when I think (laughs) of the friends that have picked me, they've picked me because of something that they've seen in me, something that they've seen that they like and that they want that to become a part of their life. What's important to you in a friend? What's the one trait that in a friend that is important?
1: Trust. They got to be trustworthy because that touches more than just that's like everything I gotta be able to trust that I can be around you I gotta be able to trust what you're saying I gotta be able to trust your judgment in situations cause we'll be in them together it's a big thing I like people that are authentic well see but if they're authentic then they're trustworthy some authentic people aren't <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: face it they're not some people are authentic they put all their stuff out there that doesn't mean that they're trustworthy but I already know that. that that's not a person that I may trust with certain things because they're so authentic meaning they may blabber to everybody they just run their mouth to everybody but I know that about them but I can trust that about them so I and can, I can trust, trust so I, can trust not I need to- not tell
1: them certain things so back to mine
3: <laughs> I, it's like uh, I can trust you to blab every word that I said so that's good to know that
2: yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So what's your most important? So mine was authentic, yours was trust. What about you?
3: I think the only word that comes for me is depth.
2: They have to have depth?
3: Yep. Ooh. There has to be more there than just a superficial level.
2: hmm
3: And I guess the I tricky about. thing about that is um, everybody does have depth, but it's like a ready or willingness to be able to, to share that depth with other people because i mean some people hold it very close to close to heart they don't open up much they keep it inside other people are more forthright about that but if i'm getting to know somebody and i can see that i mean yeah the fun loving side is great but if i can see that there is there's more there yeah that's usually a good indicator for me at least that's what i would have to say i mean it's hard to pick just one Mm -hmm. one thing because
1: Because we're so complex.
3: Yeah, it's never just one thing (laughs) that draws you to a person. It's a combination of things. And sometimes I can't even put my finger on exactly what it was that that I like about a person. I just know that I do.
2: Darrell, do you have one?
0: Mine would probably just be loyalty. Loyalty.
1: (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) I knew that that one was coming from the start.
1: (laughs) But why? But why? What do you mean why? Why loyalty?
0: Because that's what's most important to me in life is loyalty. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. And we all define loyalty differently, too, because some people think that loyalty means that they have to agree with everything you say. But that, to me, is not loyalty. Loyalty is you may not agree with things I I say, but we're going to go through life together. We're Mm -hmm. going to have one another's back. We're going to defend one another, uh, and we're going to tell one another when we can't, but we're still going to be friends. Is that your definition of loyalty?
0: not really <laughs>
2: what's your definition of loyalty that they have to um, agree with everything
0: no my definition of loyalty would be i don't know like if i'm in a situation and i call you you're there at the drop of the dime i mean no matter whatever the situation if i have a dead body in the trunk you're there <laughs> it's just loyalty. wow Siri, where can i bury a body Siri's <laughs> is so your best friend <laughs> wow <laughs>
2: well okay that's a good definition <laughs> uh, don't call me <laughs> Do you have a Dead body in the trunk because I'm going to say we need to go to the police station. He's going with- to call you to be his lawyer. We call me to be your lawyer. <laughs> this <laughs>
3: be one of those moments for those disclaimers. We do not, as a group, endorse yes, <laughs> we- a dead body in the trunk of your car.
2: No, we do not endorse <laughs> dead bodies in the trunk of cars. And guys, we all. don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just throw that. Out I mean, there. we may think of a few people we want to have dead in the trunk of our car. <laughs> but I don't know got this crazy <laughs> <laughs> after last after last after the last podcast no real please well <laughs> <laughs> I was on this website called wiki how and it talked about friendships and they gave seven tips for friendships and so I I just wrote the, their tips and maybe we can talk about them the seven tips that they listed was keep your promises. My thing to that is I live by your word is your bond. I think that uh, if you make promises, you should go through life making very few promises. I mean, you can try to make commitments, but don't say I promise. Because when you say Mm -hmm. I promise to somebody, that's really big.
3: Yeah. And it may be something that you like.
1: You
2: you can't control sometimes what you promise. You can't control some of the things that hinder you from keeping that promise the last
1: promise I made ended up changing my whole
2: name (laughs) (laughs) do
3: you promise I do
2: do you promise till death do you (laughs) promise there's your loyalty (laughs) body in the trunk or not (laughs) keep your promises the next one they listed was be dependable
3: okay
1: that's kind of
2: the same thing but yeah as far as what loyalty like keeping your promises, oh well, no, because you can be dependable without ever promising anything you can be dependable to if you make a date with someone they're going to be there, you can be dependable if you if you need someone that they're going to be there you can you can be dependable without making a promise I'm dependably undependable. <laughs> Some people are dependably (laughs) undependable. (laughs) Now, that's a good one. It's very true. Do you have any friends that are dependable, undependably? Oh, Lord. (laughs) Here
1: we go. Dependably
2: undependable. Hey, totally missed the whim moment. (laughs) Is it time for a whim word, then? Since I just totally screwed that up. Whim, whim, whim. What do you have for us for a whim word? Bwem blam bwem 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 blam bwem bwem bwem
1: bwem 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 Man man Men man bwem 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 man 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 hoo man, 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 man.
2: What's the word for the day, Jay? <laughs>
3: kind of hard to uh, beat our dependably undependable, undependably.
2: <laughs> well, can we make something up out of that? On <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> Terrell <What? laughs> was
3: like, what was Amy that? Even Terrell's face was <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. That was like computer talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, the word that I had for today, I'll see if anybody can guess this one, is uh, pick up.
1: Like a burp and a hiccup.
3: Oh, you first time you got it.
2: Oh. burp
3: and a hiccup together is a up. which by yeah. the way really hurts.
2: Which well, does hurt because friends can first. give you ups. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> they can. Can a friend give you a up when you really are depending on that friendship? Who is independently dependable? Oh Guys, <laughs> Inde- we can just call it dud. Dud. A dud.
3: Yeah.
1: Dependably. Undependable.
3: So that friend's a (laughs) dud. That's good. I like that.
2: Yeah. So a bick up, a burp and a hiccup at the same time. I've never done a burp and a hiccup. Never? Oh my
1: God. I've done it and I've even like.
3: Yeah, Yeah, you like don't want to throw up when that happens because it's like two opposite reactions
1: i've actually like it's actually come up and then it hurts and yeah. it burns and it's not i just didn't want to put that all out there but there you go guys yeah. there you have it now we're friends our, t- <laughs> our
3: tmi moment for the uh for the day
1: now we can all be friends
3: but yeah you figure it's like a hiccup you know it's kind of like an inhaling type of motion whereas uh yeah birth is going. what was out? that expression that you gave Jay me
1: just you you didn't you, you inhale did. <laughs> What? She's having a Clinton moment. You didn't inhale. You the inhale
2: way. the hiccup and the burp at the same no, time. No, because
1: when you hiccup, you're going in. When you burp, you're going out. That's what he's getting at.
2: So how do you do him at the same exactly. time? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's
3: it's. Almost, no, at least I found it's almost impossible to have the same reaction. But it's like it hurts
1: your chest really bad. It's
3: like one after the other because it's like you're being knocked back and forth. It's like hur, hur, you know,
2: hee 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 Okay, <laughs> well that is our Bwim dictionary word for the day. That was a
3: short Bim segment.
2: Pick up Bick up, pick okay. up, pick up, pick up, pick up. Bick you bick gotta up. be
1: careful with the words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Before we know, you'll
3: be saying Bick up, bick up." <laughs> kind
1: of sounds like a breakup. Okay, a break up, yeah.
2: Now we're gonna go back into a serious moment of our seven tips for what makes a good friendship, or what makes you become a good friend, or what do you look for in a friend. One other thing that they said was apologize. A good friend apologizes. And if you are looking for that in a friendship, you should. Should you look for your friends to apologize or should you have a friendship that says an apology is never required? Lies all day.
3: (laughs) Did you say lies all day? All day.
2: So we do want our friends to apologize.
3: Well, I mean, that's a a good trait, period, because it shows... um
2: Humility
3: <laughs> Yeah yeah, It shows humility uh, And a willingness to acknowledge That I'm not always right Or that I, I made a mistake So I mean It's a tr- good trait to have for anybody Not even if you're just friends But I mean It certainly will benefit that Quite a lot
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, well I'll save that apology conversation for the other podcast because I wonder if apologies matter and love matters when oh. you're talking about friends. Anyway, be honest when you're a friend or when you're looking for your friends, you should be honest, but there is a caveat to being honest. You should always be honest, but don't be rude. Yeah.
0: Don't be tactless. You don't want don't to be, be too brutal.
2: Honest. You should have a way of when you have to be honest about something. I think that I have isn't a way of finesse. Finesse. You should have some finesse or some.
3: Be classy. Cons-
2: be classy or be kind. Be kind. Be considerate. Think about it. Sometimes you <laughs> got to be honest about some tough things, especially in friendship.
3: Yeah. But you do think about <laughs> yeah, that, it though. It's like, uh, yeah, you want to be honest, but you think. Yeah, but sometimes the thoughts that I've said thought about my friends, I don't want to always be honest about that too because that's the reality. Even as friendships, you know, there's things that's just like, even my closest friend, there's times it's just like, "Mm, I could really slap you on the upside of the head right now. I always
1: end up telling her.
3: I mean, even like I found the other day that uh, my friend and I, my closest friend for the longest time, um, we were both taking personality tests. And there's the one where you have either judging or prospecting. So on the one hand, you're more, you're more, well, up front judging, you know, forthright about the way you think. Prospecting is more where you're kind of willing to kind of go with the flow, explore options, not so locked into a certain stance. And I'm about 50-50 on those two. So I, I have a relatively good balance of both. But when he, when he took the test, he came up like 93% judging. He said that I was like... Yep, that's you.
2: <laughs> so he judges people or he judges, is that what that meant?
3: Judges- well, it's not quite like that, but it's... Is he judgmental? It can be. It's that he's sometimes he's very very set on what he believes. Mm. Very set on where he is, which oh, is, which okay. it's not a bad thing, but there are times where that can come across as feeling a bit judgmental, which mm. is when when he, and he was actually surprised it was only 93. He would have thought it would have actually been like all the way. So he actually was able to readily admit that that's how, how he is. So it's ironic in some ways that like he can be, feel judgmental because he has that attribute. And at the same time, he knows me better than most people. So he also, is aware of how I am when it comes to that and my reactions towards that.
2: Well, that kind of person would probably be more rigid about what they want to do. They already know what they have in mind for where they're going in life. They have a path set for themselves. Mm-hmm. And well, when I other think... people don't, then they would get really upset with them.
1: Could, no, yeah. I take it that way in the sense of being set, but also like his views, the way he views things maybe are set, like – our views change and mature as the world changes, <laughs> but maybe he's well, limited on views.
3: Not necessarily, because I think back of seeing the the evolution of how our relationship has grown and the phases that we went through. Because I mean, there were phases in the past where he was even more rigid on on certain things, which was a period where whether, I don't think I realized it at the time, but in hindsight, I can see that I kind of drew away for a little while during that season, just because he was, he was so like, and a lot of it dealt with spiritual matters, with what he believed as far as God and the Bible. And he was like, really, 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 I mean, he had some, some of the influence he was having. He was in that point where he was kind of forming his own worldview. And some of the influence he had was really strict on some things growing up. I was always felt like I was always waiting for those times where I could, you know, engage in that conversation with him about religion and spirituality. And then when the time actually came that I could, uh-huh. suddenly I found that his <laughs> his rigidity and what he had like come to believe was like, I'm, I'm sitting there listening. I'm just like, am like, ah.
2: now that's one of the difficult things in friendship. When you're in a friendship with someone and you've been in a friendship for a long time. And then you have this big issue that you're so worlds apart on and you have this big like gaff in your friendship and it and it's a big major thing. Yeah. And it comes between you because you can't meet in the middle on how you view it. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the tensions that happens in friendships. And that's one of the things that defines will a friendship last or not. Can you go through those difficult times? Can you go through those very polarized views and still remain close friends.
3: Right.
1: That's how I knew I was stuck with Riley. And that's how
2: I knew I was stuck with my bestie. (laughs) And those are the times when you realize, can you be brutally honest with this person? Right. Yep. Can you be brutally honest with this person? Yeah.
3: I mean, the tough thing I found with him at least is um, with some things, he's a bit more logical fact oriented. Whereas I tend to be more my personality is intuitive feeling. So I tend to go more on just what I'm feeling, which I know has each side has its drawbacks. But that was a part of the problem that I ran up against that if I would get into a conversation, he threw out these facts on things. And I didn't really have a counter to him because at the time I hadn't researched the thing. So it was tough to.
2: I'm glad you said that because that is the balance. Now, that is the balance with my friendships. I'm the fact, logical person my friends are usually the intuitive feeling ones and we balance one another very good with those two perspectives right yeah I
3: that's a good
1: think
2: point i'm a little both mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i can be both but i'm more intuitive and logical right. and i'm going to be feeling and e- and, f- and emotional and intuitive i'm intuitive for some things
3: right well i mean you took the same personality test that i did and I don't know if you remember that it always shows percentages of each of those those categories. Mm-hmm. And very rarely are you completely one. one thing or the other. Just how like with the prospecting versus judging portion that I was like 50-50. The other ones are like a lot stronger one way or the other. But none of them is all the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's important with the intuitive part with when you are friends and you go through difficult things that that is when it is really important to be intuitive because you have to really decide, why are we going through this? Like, is it your own situation or your friend's situation? Mm -hmm. And if it's theirs, then you really have to be intuitive as to what they need in that moment. And I think that's very important in friendships.
3: Yeah, and I think thinking about that to remember too that not everybody is intuitive because part of what part of what I found is my in, ability to be intuitive and then feeling along with that it allows me to very easily read people's emotions and where they're coming from, even if they're not giving much of an indication. so i I can usually see that very quickly and then kind of tailor the way I approach things to that. but I forget that other for other people, it's not like that because I have some of these situations where, you know, there's these group dynamics, and people are talking and saying things are going on, and I'm watching these interactions, or even like what somebody's saying to me, and I'm like, does nobody else see, like, get the sense of what's going on, like, and and, and like you watch it because sometimes you see things, like, you could see the way they're talking. It's like, oh, something's gonna blow up here if they keep going.
2: Yeah, and it and does. Everybody
1: else, it's like nobody's paying yeah, attention. I can see <laughs> it.
2: Nobody sees danger. Yeah.
1: I don't know if that's because is it because you're an observer.
3: Well, that's, but that, that is that intuitive feeling factor there. The other side is, what is it? It's sensing, at, it's either sensing and, and, well, like you said, more logical.
2: Maybe there are some people out there that might want to take that test to see what they are or who they are. So can okay. you look it up or can, do you know where that yeah, website I, is? Yeah, I, I know right off the bat. Okay. So Guys, we'll, oh, go ahead.
3: It's www.16, just, you know, the number 16, personalities.com.
1: And if you guys missed that, we will post it on our Facebook page and throw the link on yeah. Twitter and somewhere on our website.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a great website because it, it gives you the test. It's not too long of a test to take. And once you're done, it will give you your personality type. You can look at all of them if you want. I want to
2: take it. Yeah. It's <laughs> very good. Yeah.
3: And He's... it breaks it down. It breaks it down based on general category. It'll go into ideal jobs for the different personality types relationships like romantic relationships what they'll tend to look for most too late for you too yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it will and there i think there is actually a section about friendships yeah i think it is and then there yeah
2: so north star moment we're moving so fast we've get into these conversations and time moves so quickly. But it is time for a North Star moment. And I absolutely, I don't think that I have a North Star thought, but my North Star moment for friends. Does anybody else have a North Star moment before I try to ramble into this thing?
3: I was thinking about that before coming in here, and I don't know that I could pick something specific in relation to friends, but I think I would have to say some of the North Star moment for me has been more of the process of the times where I have, you know, felt bad about the fact that because I have a very small friend base, I don't have a lot of friends at all. And there's been times where I've felt a little bit bad about that. But I think the North Star, maybe not moment, but process for me in this case is that coming to terms with the, the fact that it's OK to only have a couple friends, that that sometimes is just linked to who I am as an individual just when I think about it, I wouldn't want a whole ton of friends. Because the more friends you have, the less you can keep up with them anyway. At least it seems like it. So I'd say that, that would probably be mine. Coming to that realization and that peace about only having a few friends and being content with that. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave it there.
1: My North Star moment would more or less be when you're going through those rough and <laughs> I've come to a realization when in certain friendships when they're really worth it and when you've stuck them out for so long that when you're further down in the relationship of your friendship and if you are still in those like major rough patches they shouldn't be happening if you are like being the best friend you can be so to speak and they are too there are certain things that after so long you just kind of know your friend's need and vice versa but in the other realm of that I'm kind of rambling and sorry guys I'm trying to like put it together (laughs) mainly friends who I've been friends with the longest for me that's always worth sticking out and I say this because like I've gone through a few rough patches as of recently and had to really assess certain relationships and friendships and where they stand and for me the final conclusion (laughs) was I would want them to see me through situations so to just be there and even if that means there's some distance for the moment but still letting them know like you're kind of in the wings so to speak to see them through the situation and that you you've seen them through everything else so you're going to see them through whatever comes in the future and for me that's that i guess
2: the loyalty factor okay great reality you have a north star Mm -mm. my north star is a summation probably of all that you all said but it really is my north star friendship. A friend in need is a friend indeed. Mm -hmm. I have always found out that when I needed a friend when they were there that was really a friend indeed and that person really becomes a friend to me for life because they were there during my time of need. There have been so many people that I've just been associates with but when they have called me and I didn't know how much they really needed me but if I was just there to do a ride if I was just there to sit with them no matter what their need was if I fulfilled it I have become their friend for life and they always remind me of those times and they might have been insignificant times to me, but that adage of friend in need truly is a friend indeed. I feel pessimistic because I look at that like totally the other way. I used to look at that saying a different way, but a friend in need is really a friend indeed. How did deed. you look
1: at it before?
2: I used to look at it that a friend that's in need, a friend that's needy, or something. It was a negative way that yeah. I used to view that. <laughs> but I've tried like, Of I've, course they're a friend indeed because they need me. They need something. But I have found that a friend in need really is a friend indeed. So I've. That has flipped in my mind and has become my north star. It's the
3: first time I've ever heard somebody had a, a negative twist on that on that mm-hmm. saying.
1: Yeah, a friend a friend in need, somebody who someone who is in need of course is a friend, a friend indeed, because they need something, so they're gonna mm-hmm. be your friend.
3: Interesting. Are you gonna
1: be
2: their friend though? <laughs> yeah. So that comes up to the next item that's on that seven item list. Don't use people. See, uh,
3: <laughs>
2: don't use people. That's easier to If you want to wanna be a friend, don't use people. How many people, how many situations have you been in that you thought was a true friendship, but that person turned out to be a user? Uh, more than I can count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, don't use people because most of the time people can see through it, or sooner or later, it shows that you were just in a user of people because you use them. You know, I need you to go to the movies with me today or I, or I want to hang out with you today, but they're just using you because they don't have anything else to do.
3: Hmm. That's a tough situation.
2: Mm-hmm. Or because you got the moolah and they
1: want to well, go or out because, yeah, yeah. You and have... they know you always Well, I thought, I
3: thought I had with that, though, is I think we all, even in our good friendships where it's okay, I think we all may have times where we might gravitate towards doing that. And it depends. Yeah, because it depends on where our circumstances are.
1: I've only been like that with my best, best, best best friend.
3: Well, because kind of where I'm going with that is sort of tying back into what I was saying with the different phases that me and my friend went with (laughs) and how there were times like... I mean, I'll use the simplest example that I can think of as far as getting in touch with him. So since him and I live a fair distance apart, most of the time... He's the one who would call me. For years and years, that's how it'd be. And I would never reach out to him. So in some ways, it was kind of like... He was the one who was having to maintain the friendship, and I was just kind of going along for the ride. So I had this period where I wasn't... In some ways, maybe this is just my own perception, but I felt like I wasn't really contributing anything to the relationship. Maybe that's just... Where I was at in life, but now I'm at a point where it's back to now. It's more even keel. It's where we both make the effort to keep up with the relationship. So that's kind of where I'm going. Where I think we can, we may have moments where we can slip into that. It's just important that we don't stay in that place if we do happen to get into it.
1: Oh no, that's not where I was going. But I do. That's not where you end. were going. No.
3: Different. Okay.
1: Oh, did you want to hear where I was going? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Cliffhangers, like. <laughs> um because when it's like your best friend and you have to like you're young and you do dumb stuff and you be like best friend i gotta stay at your house tonight so that we can sneak and do this best friend uh <laughs> i'm gonna need you to be at the movies this day because we meet in these people so we gotta be there because you're the only person i can go with (laughs) Uh. and like my best best friend when i was on punishment used to always come and get me out the house and i would call her and be like come (laughs) over Uh. (laughs) i'm on punishment you're the only person that come see me
3: so you went with a little bit more of the risky rule breaker stuff
1: that's like that's a way that you use your best friend
3: No, well, let's see. That's a difference in our. That's probably a difference in our perceptions because I was never really a uh, a risk taker.
1: You gotta be a ride or die in this lifetime, Jeremy. You gotta be ride or die. <laughs> I
3: think as I get older, that's I'm getting more like that.
2: I have no words for that. What about you, Rail? No words for no, that. No, no. That's because Rail that and anyway. I are not users. Uh, no, that's because. <laughs> Because you used somebody to go meet Ral a few times. No, I didn't have to do that then. Oh. I had a car. So be loyal is one of the other things on the list. Be loyal. Don't be two-faced. That's yeah, my that's thing with being loyal. Don't yeah. be two-faced. You know, um, if you have a friend that is your friend and somebody else doesn't like that friend then when you're with a friend that doesn't like your friend and they talk about them then you engage in talking about them too rather than saying that's my friend Gossip. if you don't like my friend i don't really like
1: you and well, i'm you,
2: not gonna lie <laughs> you don't even have to say that you can say because i've been in those situations listen that's my friend so mm-hmm. if you're going to talk about them then I hope there's something you can say to their friends. I'm not saying because... that I haven't been
1: in those situations, but what I will say is that the friends that have outlasted <laughs> those situations was not the friend who did not like <laughs> my best friend. That's yeah. all. Mm-hmm.
3: That's, why, that's why situations like that, I may have said this before, you know, people start talking negative behind somebody else's back. I'm like, I know used I do still fall into that sometimes, but more lately, what I've started doing that I, it's great to watch the reactions. I'll say something positive. I'll just throw it into the middle of that negative conversation and watch everybody else just be like, what, just kind of squirming. Well, I've
1: always lived by the rule. Like honestly, if I can't say it to you, and that's really what has strengthened me in a lot of my friendships, is like if I can't say it to that friend. I am not about to say it to somebody else. Don't say it because That's
2: me too. If I can't say it to the person, which nine times out of 10, I've already have said it Basically. to them. Or I intend to. So I'm just letting you know in case it comes to you. I in case this room to- and
1: see all this neck snapping and finger waving. <laughs> <laughs> that because I just happening. don't have
2: time. I don't have time. Either I'm going to say it to the person, I've already said it to them, so I may have to reinforce it to them. Or I'm, so what? I'm, You can go tell it to them if they come and say it. Yes, I was going to tell you anyway. I didn't need a messenger. (gasps) We just didn't have that conversation yet. But yeah, since you're here,
1: (laughs) why don't you have a seat and I'll make you some coffee. Absolutely. (laughs) And when you have those
2: things to do in friendship, the one thing that is very important is to be respectful.
0: Be respectful
2: of your friend's time. Be respectful of your friend's space. You know, sometimes you can be best friends, but you need space. Yeah. So be respectful of their space. Um, have what I call a healthy friend relationship. How do you have a healthy friend relationship? Number one, your friend is not responsible for your happiness. Uh-huh. You are. And if you are dependent on that friend to make you happy, you don't have a healthy relationship. Yeah, you have a <laughs> codependency problem. That,
3: that reminds me of a story that I heard of one of my clients. I think it, yeah it was one of my coworkers and she said how there's this one friend of hers who absolutely cannot be alone ever that wow. has to I have I wouldn't want to be that person's uh, friend yeah i mean it was, i mean i don't know what was going on with it but just like could not be alone always had to have a friend or somebody with her I, I, it was like man i don't know how you could possibly handle that and i'm like what in the world was going on that like she couldn't be alone anyway I mean, the introvert in me, since I'm primarily introvert, I was just like, oh, boy. <laughs> I,
2: I can't imagine that. You pick you up on that one. I pick up oh, on that one.
3: Threw up in my mouth I don't a little bit know there. how
2: you said that. It was like, oh. blah, blah, blah. Well,
3: talking, blah, boy.
2: <laughs> talking about not being able to be alone, um, it's time for Nina with our worldview and our Shout local outs. view. And do we have any shout-outs? <laughs> Shout out to out. my best friend. That's my best friend. I no, might as
3: well shout friend. out to my best friend too, since I've been using him as from all my, my all my examples today. Best friend though. <laughs> uh, I thank hope
2: you. he listens to this <laughs> podcast with with a it wasn't a judgment one. What was the other one? The, the prospecting. prospecting.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Prospect through these things and don't judge me so quickly.
2: <laughs> I like that. That was good. okay nina okay (laughs) it is time for the news the local the global the national i need a
1: shout out to my city y'all are killing me with the local news i need positive local news y'all I got shootings. I got
2: kidnapping I have great positive news. Hit me. I need something. Harrisburg High went to districts I have great. Positive did they win news. though? It doesn't matter. They got there.
0: <laughs> That's
2: like asking, did they get? Did they win the Super Bowl? They got there. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, go Harrisburg! Y'all made
1: it. Psych. <laughs> like, that is positive news. We need that. We are going places, y'all.
2: <laughs> okay, then go to the global news because I will not have you ripping apart my city. <laughs> that's her alma mater. That's the. That's why.
1: But that is really good news because literally it was kidnapping, stabbings, people running into the police station, all that kind of stuff. So Harrisburg. So the usual. Please
2: <laughs> hit no, us up. I will not have you two <laughs> ripping across my city. I'm not saying the usual. City. I'm
1: just about to say Harrisburg. Please. Because there aren't very and this is a big problem too. A lot of it is media. We don't have a whole lot of coverage in
2: Harrisburg. We said that the first time in our pod. Did we? Did yes. we release that pod? Yes.
1: Okay, well, y'all, I need your help. So please hit us up at Twitter, BWM Pod. Hit us up on Facebook with some good news going on in our city of Harrisburg. On Facebook, BWM Space Bar. Hit your space bar radio and in our email because we matter radio at gmail.com sorry y'all brain fart am i missing anything
2: no tell us some of your good friends stories because good friends are heroes to one another and she rose well
1: she rose guys it is march and that's what i was hitting at it is do you guys know what it is do you guys know what march is she month no, but you're close. It definitely is mean, I'm lo- I'm, looking, I'm looking at
3: your screen over here, so I'm kind of like Women's History Month.
1: Yeah, okay. it is Women's History Month. So I want to do something fun again, and I got some facts for you all. And if you are interested, please visit genderacrossborders.com for more facts and information. And there actually is a website just for Women's History Month, and it's like womenshistorymonth.gov or something. And that site is really fun because it shows you like art exhibits and things that are happening in communities right now that you can check out for Women's History Month and that are always around. But anyway, I'm going to hit you guys with some facts because this was the fun news that I found in the world, in the U.S., and in my city. So, do you guys know that today, 71% of moms with kids under 18 work? Do you know why that's important?
2: 71% of kids with... Of
1: moms with kids under the age of 18, work.
2: Wow, that's a huge number. Yes.
1: In 1975, fewer than 47% worked. So get out there, ladies. Get that money.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Some of that, I think, is just... Well there's a lot of it's just the times
2: sheer economics,
3: yeah that's it's like it's it's just necessary you have to
2: it's I think well it's it is economics also though it is the fact that women are coming into their own oh, yeah. and they are beginning to realize that they too have the right and the liberty. And it's within their own power to go and pursue their careers and go and pursue what they want to do in life.
3: Without a doubt.
2: If fathers can be dads and still go out and be money makers, why not women? Well, speaking
1: of, we've definitely flipped the tables, ladies, because over 60% of college degrees awarded in the U.S. every year are earned by women. Mm -hmm. In fact, we're most likely to
2: get a high school diploma. And women I'm always went, a and, and a lot of women went to college, but what, you know what they went to college to do in the 60s? Like secretary work, teachers in education and health services. And find <laughs> husbands. Absolutely.
3: Oh, just go to college to find a husband? Yeah, though. ring That's... by
2: oh, spring. Yeah. Jay. Really? Ring by spring.
3: That's the only, re- the primary reason they went to college was just to find-
2: Primary reasons why their family sent them, yes. Oh, wow. Because they were supposed to then go back home and make babies and be housewives.
3: So completely ignore like whatever they might learn there. To you know, oh man, that's a new one for me. I hadn't heard that one before at all. You
1: never heard that? No, ring by spring. no.
3: Well, I know I heard Ring by Spring, but like I've that I've was a thought behind it. I've only ever known of that Ring by Spring as like the pressure that like college students feel nowadays to be engaged by the time that they are you know spring semester of their senior year. I never thought of it in terms of that's why
2: a carry on from tradition.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'd never never really thought of it that way.
2: Okay, so
1: in regards to sports, do you guys know that in nineteen twenty four the only event open to women was figure skating? No. Mm. Can you imagine that be it? Until what year? Nineteen twenty four. Not until that was the first Winter Olympic Games that actually had the only open event was figure skating. Ice skating. Mm. I don't <laughs> even know when they opened up because they weren't allowed to compete in track and field until 1928. In fact, the first woman to woman to run and finish a Boston marathon wasn't until 1966. Man, and that was Roberta Gibb. <laughs> um, okay. The world's first novel, the tale of Genji, I believe it is. It was published in Japan around 80, a thousand <laughs> by the female author murasaki shikibu
3: oh man that was foreign names
1: yeah it's still revered today for its masterful observations about court life and has been translated in dozens of languages which was probably a big deal because back then we couldn't know nothing about that we were property um i don't know what do you guys i got things on famous women things in culture
2: During this month of Women's History Month, we encourage you and we uh, motivate you by being two women here as part of the G4. We encourage you to go find out who your sheroes are out there. Go find out about the contributions that women have made and are still making to the world. We looked at hidden figures where those women were part of the process of putting the first man on the moon. There are many sheroes out there for Women's History Month, which is the month of March. Hot diggity dog! And you know what? I think the guys will agree with this. I think the two guys in this room will agree with the very fact that women do make the best friends.
3: <laughs> that's do you just
2: that's turn just...
1: your little lips
2: down and say no?
3: See, that's just it. I don't have that many girls that are my friends. So, or at and least that, I don't feel like that it. was
2: something that we didn't talk about. Most people are not part of homogeneous. Friendship groups, we're part of heterogeneous friendship groups, meaning we have friendships that are our best friends and they're made up of girls and guys. They're not just made up of one set of gender-oriented or sexually-oriented friends. We have a mixture that we call best friends.
3: Right. Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's never been my experience, probably because I've had a smaller friend group to begin with. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I've never really had. Well, because, too, I've always thought, like, Whoever I end up marrying I would like to have start as a friend. That's the thing though. I have very <laughs> almost had no girls that have ever been my friend. So it's like, no, well, that hasn't worked. Sorry to end on a depressing note like that. But. I was gonna
1: counter and be like, it does work, Jay. You gotta use, you gotta use Kay's method of finding a friend and picking a friend from across the room and being like, she's gonna be my friend, and then go about those tactics that she talked about, putting yourself out there. Well,
3: that's that's actually just it. I need like my current my current lifestyle, the way I live right now. Most of the time, the things that I do are either I'm going to work. And if I'm not working, usually I'm at home, relaxed to do my own Jay, stuff. Hey, go and...
1: blog at Starbucks or every place you go has Wi-Fi now. Blog at Mickey D's, Starbucks, <laughs> BAM, the bookstore. Oh, I just shout out the bookstore. Shout out to BAM. Where else has Wi-Fi that you can just go and sit? Any place, the
2: library. Panera. Panera Bread, Panera Panera's treat Wi-Fi Treat your sucks. new friend to soup. What? And I also I have treat found that not only... Does a heterogeneous group of friends work very well? Also, does a wide range of age and friendships work very well?
1: That's amazing. I have some good
2: (laughs) friends like you, Jay, who are young. I have good friends like Graham. Shout out to Graham, who is older dick and audrey they're 10 to 15 years older than i am but these mm. are some of my best friends and i think that it's great to have a a wide gamut of friends in all of those categories because it tends to make you a better person right you get more views more perspectives you get more thoughts you get more considerations you understand a whole lot more because of that
1: yeah i definitely think that makes you a little mm. bit more uh, well-rounded and it gives you different wisdom and that's what it is because they've had experiences that you haven't had but you know that you are looking to have and they can give plethora
2: Mm -hmm. of advice plethora Plethora. plethora (laughs) of experience Uh, and advice and and on that go ahead oh no go ahead on that same vein not only just in that range but it's good to have a range of friends that are gutter friends (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> that are professional friends you know you have to have a different group of friends they say that even when you think of your culture that blacks tend to have more friends of different cultures than whites have whites tend to have friends that are more white blacks will have friends that are black Chinese white Japanese Vietnamese
1: Puerto European
3: Asian
1: Dominican
3: all the and
2: all the <laughs> Indians, <laughs> yeah and so it is good to have that wide breath that wide breath of friendships even that's if, true
1: because even culturally we learn from our friends yes we absolutely we learn do. so much from our friends yeah when
3: because when you have different cultures you really begin to learn i guess like what you thought was normal it's like, not normal. Uh, like i was like wow it's normal for your culture but you begin to realize oh it's it's not normal for all cultures so it's like maybe need to be a little more careful when I like emphasize some of the things. It's like, no, this is a fact. This is how it has to be. And mm, in some cases, it's like, "Eh, uh, I
2: don't know. And that reminds me of one of the things that I had jotted down for myself was, and which is very important, to follow along that same vein is don't try to be the same person that your friend is differences are what makes you great friends.
1: Absolutely. You know, it
2: can get irritating sometimes, but you should embrace your differences and be proud of them. Do make sure not to be so different though, that your friendship breaks, but make sure that you don't have, you don't have to take on all the attributes of your friend to, to be their friend. You're, you're celebrating your differences and yet you and those differences can become the best of friends.
1: I think that's what makes us a great balance, really, because we're really different, but we think alike
2: in some things. And that's great. So to end on a positive note, I love you, G4 people. <laughs> <laughs> You are my friend. You are my friend. You are my
1: friend. You are my friend. Y'all give
3: me warm fuzzy feelings give me warm, on the inside. Fuzzy fuzzy
1: Everybody minus me should feel really happy because Kay looked at you from across the room and said, they're going to be my
3: friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With you, she didn't have a choice. You
2: know. It was the umbilical cord. Yeah. <laughs> I was, but I did have a choice. She picked my dad. <laughs> well, and we do have a choice. We have a choice to be friends. We could just be mother yeah. and daughter. We could just be family. We could just be umbilical cord sharers. We don't have to be friends. You are like one of my besties. See? Okay, so I am Kay. I am Jay. I'm Nina. I'm Darrell. Happy Friend Day.
0: Yay! Thank you for tuning into this week's Difficult Matters. We make the difficult easy. To continue the conversation, join us for Extra Matters and more at www.bwmradio.com. There you will find our email, Twitter, and Facebook links. Also, tune into our sibling podcast, Spiritual Matters and Love Matters.